It is Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. We're working on getting Mike Steely connected from Caven's Roofing. The weather appears to be wreaking havoc on us. Josh Helmer has gone ahead and hopped in while we await the arrival of Steel Man. Uh, Josh, I know we were just talking off air about it. I guess the natural place to start today, and you and Plank talked about it quite a bit. Who saw that coming from OU basketball this past weekend, man? Unbelievable. It's <laughs> the definition of sports sometimes is just doesn't make any sense, and one game can go as horribly wrong as it did versus TCU to then flip around and play an opponent in Alabama that, Parker, I think is better than TCU, and I think TCU is really good, right, at full strength, but I think Alabama, you know, is the weird game to be at in this sense that can you go to a game where where your team plays that great and dominates a team that's that good as Alabama, then you walk away and say, man, that team might go to the Final Four. The team that got dominated that way because just like seeing the talent that Alabama has, you kept waiting for them to make this run, and Oklahoma, man, they just kept hitting shots. But even in a game where they got blown out, I did come away just – physically impressed by who Alabama was. This hour of the program brought to you by Last Year Home Comfort Systems. Whether you're looking to repair, replace, or maintain your air conditioning system, call Lasher at 405-579-3113. Family owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area with all your heat and air needs since 2007. If you want to chime in throughout the show, by all means do so. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is available to you. 405 651 34 39 and look I'll, I'll just go ahead and take the L on this one Josh because all throughout the week what I was saying was you just hope at a certain point especially coming off that loss to TCU on Tuesday night you just hope Oklahoma can play some respectable ball against Alabama and you just hope that they can keep things close with the number two program in the country lo and behold they come out with the most convincing victory the most lopsided victory by an unranked team over a top two team in history. <laughs> yeah, and the TCU game, to your point, had to – I didn't think this was going to be the case and said as much last week, Parker, that for Oklahoma, it, it, you, we hear the phrasing, you, you're going to play one amazing game each season, right, and one just couldn't play worse game. And I felt that TCU game was that for OU, so – I didn't think, based on what we'd seen all season, though we'd seen Oklahoma lose plenty of close games, I didn't get the indication from TCU, Parker, that it was an OU team that all of a sudden was going to tap out, though I heard a little bit of that rumbling out there from some, and this was uh, obviously a strong, strong response from Oklahoma that 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 wasn't going to be the case. No, and... (sighs) It's, it's somewhat astonishing to think, and we, we haven't really talked about the basketball aspect of the pending move to the SEC, but it's kind of refreshing. You're, you're definitely, I would say, a mid- to lower-tier Big 12 team here in 2023, and when you can go and lay it on the best team in the SEC like that, that's one thing that's got to leave you feeling somewhat optimistic about the future in the sport of basketball under the direction of Porter Moser as you get ready for that move to the SEC. I don't know if you... I don't know if you felt this way at all, but my mind definitely wandered to the place of if there's anything to it, and I don't want to be the guy that just constantly comes on here and talks about speculative things with Porter Moser, but his name has been out there when you look at some stories from multiple jobs, and if there was a legitimate thought process for him about thinking about elsewhere, man, I just hope 
you know, for fans, but also for Porter Moser, that was so encouraging. This can be done, Parker, at Oklahoma. OU can win and win big in basketball. They can do it. Porter Moser can do it. And Saturday, I thought, reinforced a lot of that. Man, as you think about what the what the closing stretch in Big 12 play is going to look like for this program, how much stock do you put into a win like this? Is this, as we saw with this very game, Alabama a couple weeks or a couple years back, I should say, back in 2021, Lon Kruger's final year, is this the type of game that you can build off and that you can turn around a season with? Or is this just, hey, you know what, they kind of played lights out on Saturday, you take it with a grain of salt, and you can't really have that be in your expectation moving forward in Big 12 play? Bedlam's going to be a good answer to that very question. Yeah, You can't follow up what you did this weekend by having another game, rivalry game inside the LNC, and you fall flat on your face against an opponent that – it feels like, coming out of this weekend, I know what happened in the second half in Stillwater, but it feels like, oh, you should win that game, right? This Bedlam game. So we're going to find out. My my heart of hearts says yes, that just from a sheer confidence standpoint, it's a big uh, launching point for Oklahoma. But, you know, the, the one of the discussion topics this weekend, Parker, that I saw a lot of people talking about was biggest win for OU since. And it was Oregon, right? Everybody said Oregon. Okay, and I don't disagree. It was a massive win, right? It's the first time OU's beaten a top-two-ranked AP team since they beat number one Kansas all the way back in 2002. So this hasn't happened a lot for Oklahoma, right? It's a massive win. But it loses significance if you don't then turn around and beat an Oklahoma State. Go to Morgantown and win. It's huge right now, but you've got to back it up. Josh Helmer, thank you so much for being an emergency stopgap. I've been working fervently behind the scenes here to get Mike Steely connected from Cavens Roofing, and I'm happy to report that he is now on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Mike, how we doing? You should just keep you should just keep Josh Helmer in there and put this uh, old man out to pasture, man. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. I'm doing good. This is the perfect day, Parker, to be at uh, Cavens Construction. Because a lot of people are going to have, you know, pipe issues, you know, whether they freeze or whatever. You want to make sure and be careful. And Cavins can even come out to your business and salt, uh, you know, your parking area and stuff like that. So this, uh, every day that we're out here at Cavins is a good day. But today feels like the right day to be at Cavins Construction. And, man, what a constructed on Saturday that was unbelievable. Here's the deal, Parker. If you would have told me, you know what, Oklahoma – is going to score 94 points and beat Alabama like a drum, I would have thought they, they can't play that style and beat Alabama like that. They're going to have to slow it down and, you know, execution and all of that stuff. But Oklahoma absolutely destroyed Alabama. Uh, easily the biggest moment of Porter Moser's career as the Sooner head coach. It was a great moment. It was a much-needed moment for Sooner basketball. You, you talk about just what the doctor ordered, and I know that's a, you know, kind of a cliche, catchphrase, whatever you want to say, but that is exactly what the Sooner basketball program and the OU fan base needed, right? Couldn't have been any better. Well, they needed it, and they needed it badly, and it was a near-flawless performance, and I was, I was talking to another member of the OU media who shall remain nameless this morning, Steely, and he told me, look, if you'd have told me you were from the future and you guaranteed me that Oklahoma was going to beat Alabama the way they did, I still wouldn't have believed it. So all in all, the Sooners could not have played much better basketball than they did on Saturday. The 
question I have going forward and the question that I was just discussing with Josh before we got you connected is how much stock can you put into a win like that? Is it the perfect storm and something that isn't replicable as you hit the closing stretch of Big 12 play? Or as we saw two years ago with Lon Kruger's team when they beat Alabama on their home floor, is this the type of victory that can legitimately turn the tide of a season? Yeah, I, I, you know, you did have a pun there. That's nice. I don't know if it was intended, but it was nice. But we don't know. I mean, look, do I think they can play that well again? Probably not, because that was about as close to a perfect game as you can play against a good team. And I don't know if Alabama is the number two team in the country or not, but I know they're a good basketball team. Uh, but the deal is to win, you know, a lot of these games left on your schedule, you don't have to play at that level. I mean, that's that's a, almost, again, about as well as Oklahoma could play. And when you shoot 69% from three, you shoot 57% from the field. You know, you hold Brandon to 11 points on four of 11 shooting. Uh, you know, and uh, Tanner Groves had a great game. You know, we, we all know that when Oklahoma has a good Grant Sherfield, that they're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. And they probably should have won in Lawrence and won some other games. But Sherfield was amazing. Jalen Hill, a defensive menace. And he also scored 26 points and had eight rebounds on 9 of 11 from the floor. So I'm not sure that Oklahoma can play better than that. But you know what? You don't have to play at that level. You play fairly close to that level, and you're still going to win a lot of games uh, the rest of the way. And we'll find out what's going to happen in Bedlam Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Let's hear from Porter Moser afterwards you know the sooner team was embarrassed at fort worth everybody was way down on oklahoma basketball low point of the season came in fort worth the porter proud the way this team bounced back from that tcu debacle you know obviously when you when you lose like that you hear all kind of stuff outside noise and um to come back we took a a well-deserved day off got away from it and came back and just moved on you asked me what my message was, I think, yesterday, and I'm like, we've got to move on. It was uncharacteristic of us uh, with the fight and, uh, and uh, just really happy for the guys to how, and show the resilience. I think they were sick of me every game going, man, we're right there, let's go. And uh, I thought they played the right way. I thought they really played hard. I thought the crowd was unbelievable. Um, I sat there when the crowd rushed the floor. You know, my younger self might have ran out in the middle of it. And... Uh, I just sat there and just said, I mean, this is the vision. Like, uh, the, this kind of excitement with the student body, I thought they were awesome. They were there early. Best crowd I've had since I've been here. And uh, I thought, uh, I was just really happy for the guys to bounce back from that to do this. That's, that's character. That's resiliency. That's togetherness. No doubt. Great win for Sooner Basketball. Pump some juice into the crowd again for the rest of the season. Easily the biggest moment of Porter Moser's career as the Sooner basketball coach. What happened on Saturday? Just a just a tremendous performance on both ends of the floor. It was a great atmosphere. Students were unbelievable. Again, the vibe in the building was unbelievable. And if you needed again the perfect medicine to cure you of what ailed this OU basketball team after TCU, which was not pretty at all, that's exactly what you needed on Saturday. And we'll see if Oklahoma can carry that into the Wednesday night Bedlam game, 8 o'clock, hosting the Cowboys 
on ESPN2. All right, that was also our Ortho Central clip of the day here on uh, Steel Man and Thune at noon. Ortho Central has clinics in Norman, Midwest City, now a brand new Tri City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These uh, full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. All right, here on this uh, Monday edition, and again, uh, with the crazy weather coming in, it's, uh, it's a wild day, but a perfect day again to be out at Cavens Construction today. We'll have Gary on a little bit later. We will also talk to uh, Norman Transcript Sports Editor Jesse Crittenden coming up, and that will be happening uh, about uh, 1.35 today. So, Anyway, let's take an opening timeout, and we'll come back. The Air Comfort Solutions text line, always available to you, 405-651-3439. So much to talk about. Big 12 wins the 12 SEC Challenge handily. Uh, 7-3 was the final tally. We'll talk about Junior Day at OU, what's going on with Michael Hawkins, what's going on with David Stone, Big 12 schedule, conference championships, I mean, all kinds of stuff to get into, and we'll do it next right here on The Ref. We are back. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you Monday. First hour, as always, brought to you by our friends at Lasher Home Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-8113. That's 405-579-8113. Blasher and his company will do a great job for you. All right, want to let everybody know, because a lot of people have been hitting us up on the text line, we do have a, a an issue with the app right now that we're working on. I don't know if the winter weather outside has anything to do with it, but I can tell you, like, Shay and I had our Wi-Fi went down last night. And you know what I discovered? You can't live for a long time without wife. Yeah, that's it's the 21st not century for you, Steely. You cannot live without it. It's one of the essentials now. I, I Finally, we were trying, you know, luckily uh, I was watching the uh, the Chiefs game, um, you know, Chiefs-Bengals AFC Championship game on my phone while we were watching Netflix, and that's kind of how we do things a lot. And I was able to continue to watch on my phone, but the other Wi-Fi in the house. And finally, as of about 9 o'clock last night, I said, you know, that's it. I want to bed. It's not happening. So it was very difficult, very painful. And, again, you cannot live without Wi-Fi. I have discovered that. By the way, I will not be in tomorrow, Parker. I don't know if you have the news. There was a question today, but I am going on a one-day cruise tomorrow down the Root Canal. Which is uh, not a very popular wow. cruise that many people want to go on, but that's where I'm going tomorrow. This is this. You know is what? Like the your... tooth came back on Sunday. It fought back. I thought I had this thing next at least until I could get in, like middle of February. You're like because Percy the antibiotics kicked in. I was fi- It was ridiculous. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm out of the woods. Can wait and go see Dr. Brooks. Mid February, and then yesterday, tooth basically told me, "Dude, your meds aren't working anymore. I'm coming. I'm back." So I called my dentist, Doctor Tim Brooks, by the way, and uh, got on the emergency line. He called me back immediately, and he got me some steroids and said, "We're gonna have you're gonna have to get in." So I was on standby today. The thought was that with the weather, they'd have some cancellations, but they didn't have any. But he said, "If you can come in Tuesday at 9 a.m." We can take that cruise on the root canal. 
So I should be back Wednesday. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be back. I mean, it's going to be an early one, but that's happening tomorrow. So anyway, uh, what did you think of the championship games? The NFC game yesterday, obviously no drama. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles win easily. The 49ers quarterback situation, obviously, once Brock Purdy went down, uh, you know, and they had to even bring in Johnson and then Christian McCaffrey had to play for a little bit. It was a disaster, so we didn't get the entertainment value we were hoping for in that game. But Cincinnati, Kansas City, you know, man, sign me up for a bunch of AFC championship games between those two. And uh, Joseph Asai, you know, I saw Gottlieb had tweeted out, and I think Steve Zabin, who's another national talk show host, Never should have said a game in a play like that. You know what? The dude was two feet out of bounds. Don't give the officials a reason to make that call. What did you think about that whole scenario? Well, first off, it was a bonehead play by Joseph Osai because even if it's borderline, even if Patrick Mahomes weren't completely out of bounds, which he was in that instance, that's still not something you do, Yeah, especially no with eight seconds remaining in the game when you know – that Patrick Mahomes is just trying to get out of bounds, given the state of his ankle. He's not going to try to cut it upfield. Don't even put yourself in a position uh, to have a 50-50 bang-bang call that could potentially go the uh, Chiefs' direction and set them up with a game-winning field goal opportunity for Harrison Butker. So any way you slice it, I don't think that call decided the game. I will say this. It really does seem like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes is going to be the new Brady Manning. Not in the sense that they're going to be individually as legendary as Brady and Manning were, although there is a chance that they ascend to that level, but more in the sense that we're going to be seeing them meeting in the postseason a lot over the next decade or so, if not longer. And yeah. as far as the Eagles and 49ers are concerned... And we'll see if the Bills... the Go ahead. No, I was I was going to say I, n- I never imagined. I mean, I've I've watched Josh Johnson take a lot of snaps for a lot of different football teams over the years. I can still mm-hmm. remember when he was starting briefly for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2009. So, that dude has made the rounds. I never would have figured that he as a fourth string quarterback in San Francisco would suddenly be thrust into the biggest situation of his life in an NFC championship game. Very unfortunate how that all unfolded for the 49ers. You could tell Brock Purdy just could not throw the ball. And uh, once Johnson went down with that concussion, that erased any hopes that the 49ers had to get back in the game. But I will say this, Jalen Hurts just continues to prove people wrong, man. And I was one of those. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I yeah, was one does. of those that definitely thought Jalen yeah, Hurts same had here. a ceiling same here. that was going to be very contingent upon the type of system that he played in at the next level. He's blown everybody's apprehensions out of the water, and he's become legitimately one of the most controlled, level-headed, capable intelligent quarterbacks and leaders in the entire NFL and now he has the opportunity to be well depending on how you categorize it the first Oklahoma quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl yeah Jalen Hurts man he is just a winner he's just a winner and he keeps on working he he's not satisfied man look they can win and you know I would say, you know, they're what? They're the slight favorite, right? The Eagles in this game. And he won a Super Bowl. Guess what? He's not going to be content. He's going to keep working the way he does. 
I mean, he was the guy before he showed up at his post-game press conference, had to go get his weightlifting in. That's the kind of guy he is, completely disciplined, 100% dedicated, and he has just worked to master his craft, and he's kept getting better. And uh, you you got to applaud him for that. Like I said, when he came out of OU, I thought good athlete, really good leader, no doubt about it, takes everything seriously. Uh, but, again, is he going to be a good enough thrower in the NFL to really make an impact? I didn't think he would be, and he has become a proficient thrower. We know he's a good athlete, and uh, he has become one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But, man, you've just got to tip your cap to Jalen Hurts. He's been uh, phenomenal, no doubt. Uh, yeah, and, again, on this, um, you know, you can't let that decide the game. Well, I look, I hate that that – Decided the game yesterday. Um, you know, we a, a huge factor anyway. But I mean, I've always been. You got to make the same calls throughout the whole game. Now, if there had been some question with Jalen Hurts, you know, just towing the out of bound line, out of bounds area, the boundary with one like toe barely out of bounds, maybe. But he had two feet out of bounds. Did he sell it? Yes, he did. Like he should have. And. Uh, you know, Joseph Asai obviously was sick about it. Uh, the Bengals obviously uh, felt like they got jobbed a little bit. But, um, you know, you just can't you can't give the officials the opportunity to make that call. You know, you've just got to be more careful there. And I know both guys are going 100 miles an hour. I get that. But that was so blatant I didn't have any problem with it. Because the minute I saw that, because I was rooting for Cincinnati, I don't have any dislike of the Chiefs, but I was rooting for Zach Taylor and Joe Mixon and Samaje P. Ryan. Um, and the minute I saw that, I go, that's a flag. There's the field goal right there. That's a flag. There's the field goal to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. All right, we'll get your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405 405-650-3439, 405-650-3439. 3439. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune here on this Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune. And uh, if you're having some problems with the app, you're not alone. We've got a little technicality happening there. Be patient. We're working on solving that. Hopefully we will have it running smoothly again soon. Stay with us. Coming back with more right here on The Ref. Mike Steely back with you here at Cabins Construction. They'll do a great job for you. Uh, heard Gary on the plank this morning talking about, you know, if you're a business, you've got a parking area that's got a lot of sleet, that's, you know, it's basically iced over now pretty much. They can come out and help you salt that area and get it taken care of for you. They uh, also have all their crews now on alert for uh you know, situations with water issues, with pipes bursting, be very careful there. Cavens Construction is your one-shop stop in Norman, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. In Tulsa and Stillwater, 918-282-7612. Online at cavensgroup.com. They, any emergency situation you have, whether it's mold or fire damage or water damage, they are going to take care of it for you. They've got the, all the experts in the field. They've got an incredible team to resolve all of these issues for you. Led by Gary and company over here. And believe me, this is a big-time operation. They win all these awards because their reputation is sexy. Area. 
you know, throughout the state. So give them, uh, again, a call in Norman and Oklahoma City. If you have an issue, 405-573-34612 and online at cavensgroup.com. Man, I don't know, folks, if it's the uh, the weather playing with the technology today. Like our signal is a little shakier than it normally is um, out here today. Um, you know, it's kind of cutting out, in and out a little bit. But I, like I said, I don't know if it's the weather, but bear with us. It looks like, Parker, we've got the app back up and operational again. Yes, the app should be working. And for those of you that continue to experience issues with the app for one reason or another, uh, you can stream on iHeartRadio. Just look for KREF on iHeartRadio, and that should give you a more stable option if you continue to experience problems with the app. But to the best of my knowledge, per our folks that do tremendous work behind the scenes, the issue with the app that plagued so many of you over the last half hour or so should now be resolved. Okay, real quick, uh, I want to jump into Junior Day here in a minute, but uh, let's talk about this David Stone tweet over the weekend. Oh, Oklahoma's where I'm from, but Michigan State feels like home. Here we go. What, what do you think? I mean, people are flipping out already. Please don't flip out about this recruitment for, I would say <laughs> – I would say give it six months before we actually start taking anything seriously in David Stone's recruitment because he's an Oklahoma kid. He's been on the verge of committing to Oklahoma in the past. I still believe in my heart of hearts that he signs with Oklahoma because I believe in his heart of hearts. He doesn't really have it in him to sign anywhere but Oklahoma. Look, I cannot emphasize this enough. We see this all the time with Michigan State. They garner early momentum for a prospect, and it fizzles out. You're seeing it happen right now with Zadavian Sims out of Durant, Oklahoma. The Sooners are once again the leader for Zadavian Sims because the Michigan State buzz has started to die a little bit. A lot of that has to do with the departure of defensive line coach Marco Coleman, who left Michigan State last month to return to his alma mater in Georgia Tech. That is playing into this thing. But also, David Stone's been to Michigan State, gosh, I don't even know how many times now. So, if, if look, if we're saying follow the visits, obviously there's something there with Michigan State. But nothing about that situation adds up. If eight months from now Michigan State is still a top contender for David Stone, I would be very surprised just because it's so far from home for him. It's a program that is – I don't know if they will make a bowl game this coming fall for the second straight season. They're not in the most stable of waters as far as their program's sustained success. I don't know what Mel Tucker's future looks like if they have another losing season this fall. So I think the Michigan State thing is just something that you as a Sooner fan are just going to have to ride out, give it a few months. I'm willing to bet it will subside, and I believe Oklahoma is still the leader in the clubhouse for David Stone. So I'm not disavowing Michigan State. I'm just saying it feels to me that as we've seen so often in the past with the Spartans and their program, it's early momentum that's going to die off. Well, and, and I think obviously there's a little extra paranoia there because of the by Job situation, right? And, um, you know, and, and I get it. And what you have to keep in mind is, you know, when I was making calls to high schools to talk to recruits way back in the day, you will find out that a lot of the kids will tell you, 
a little bit of what they think you might want to hear from time to time. I don't know if it's as bad now, but, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if he's asked the question, well, you know, you're an Oklahoma kid, but uh, so why, you know, what appeals to you about Michigan State? And boom, you know, he just thinks, boom, and says that, and then all of a sudden it's tweeted out to everybody, and everybody freaks out. And look, I'm not saying it's not a uh, a situation that Oklahoma fans need to completely blow off, but with you, like you said, Parker, I think it's early in this process. But I think because I think because of what happened with David Hicks, that paranoia is just going to be there for a while. Yeah, and it's understandable, right? You get burned by a five-star defensive tackle one year, you're going to be a little more apprehensive about a five-star defensive tackle the following year. So I understand if people are a little bit wary of other programs getting involved in a very big way for David Stone. What I'm saying and what I will continue to say is I think if there's a big threat to David Stone, if there's a substantial threat to Oklahoma in the recruitment of David Stone, I don't think it ends up being Michigan State. And I don't have a clear idea of who it may be at this time, but he's got just about every offer in the country, at least every offer that matters. And I would figure it's one of the heavy hitters on the recruiting trail, i.e. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, one of those schools that starts to make noise and challenge OU for David Stone as we get closer and closer to early signing day this coming December. But again, I don't think this is a recruitment that's going to be close to a resolution anytime soon. That's just the nature of the beast with five stars. This is part of why I've pretty much sworn off covering five stars. It's a lot of drama, a lot of drama, and it's just one of those things that you're going to have to become accustomed to if you're an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, a lot of drama and a lot of money, like we saw, obviously, in the uh, Jaden Rashada situation. So things can change, um, you know, all the time when it comes to recruiting, uh, particularly these five-star kids. All right, what's going on with Michael Hawkins? What's the story after his uh, trip and everything? We had, you know, talked about it was going to be a January 30. First uh, commitment announcement, which is tomorrow. What's happening? Yeah, so a lot of moving pieces right now, and I I would not hold out for a commitment tomorrow because there's another angle to this whole thing, and that is that Hawkins is in the middle of finalizing his transfer from Allen to Frisco Emerson. Now, he's enrolled at Frisco Emerson. He's already taken classes there, but as far as eligibility is concerned, the state of Texas is particularly stingy when it comes to players transferring and the circumstances that surround a transfer. So, the Hawkins family is doing their best to get clear of that whole situation. There should be a resolution later this week, from what I'm told. So we're not too much, we're not too far out from having the whole thing over with. I don't think we are close to a decision, one way or another, and close to an announcement. But he visited Oklahoma this weekend. He visited TCU this weekend. From everything I have heard, all the conversations that I have had uh, with people in the know, people close to that recruitment. Oklahoma is the leader there. That has not changed. I do not anticipate that it will change. Anything else from uh, Junior Day weekend that that stands out that we need to know about? What do you think? I mean, Oklahoma made big strides with several of the prospects that they hosted. And I posted a big, long piece on OUinsider.com early, early this morning about what Oklahoma was able to do with four-star Forney defensive back Aaron Flowers, uh, whom I've long had a crystal ball in for Oklahoma for. 
that's one guy that I can foresee being an early commitment to this class for Oklahoma, and they're really pressing flowers. They want him badly. Uh, Peyton Pierce, another guy that Oklahoma hosted this weekend, a guy that I had a crystal ball in sometime. I think last May I put the crystal ball in for Peyton Pierce to Oklahoma. That's going to be an OU-Notre Dame battle down the stretch. I still like OU. A lot of connections there. Uh, Max Anderson, younger brother of Nate Anderson, current Oklahoma offensive lineman. Max Anderson is a 2024 four-star offensive lineman from Frisco, Texas. That's another guy that Oklahoma is in very, very good shape with come the weekend. What's most impressive to me, though, Steely, is DeMarco Murray leads for so many running backs right now, man. So many running backs. The Sooners lead for Caden Durham. They lead for Taylor Tatum. They lead for Jeremy Payne. They lead for James Peoples. And they're going to be really tough to deny if they press for Xavier Robinson out of Carl Albert. And that says nothing of Stacy Gage, the Oklahoma native who was one of the very first offers at that position in the 2024 class for OU. So right now, I have no idea which two running backs end up in this 2024 class for Oklahoma, but there are far worse problems to have than leading for five blue-chip running backs at this point in the cycle. Pretty impressive. Remember uh, when – I wonder if DeMarco can recruit. I, I think he's answered that question, and I think he's answered it emphatically. The answer is yes, yes, absolutely yes. All right, 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. The app is back and operational. Uh, again, I don't know if Old Man Winter is messing with the tech today, but we're trying to get everything up and working. We think we're good there. Uh, let's get to some of your texts in the next segment. Gary Cavins will join us at the top of the hour. Cavins is as a resource. If you have issues, pipes bursting, anything of that nature, if you're a business owner and you have a, a parking lot that needs some, you know, some needs to be uh, some sand, salt, whatever you need uh, to make sure that uh, your customers aren't coming over there and slipping and sliding, they can take care of you. They have crews that can do everything here at Cavins. And Gary has been out in it, I can tell. Right now he just walked in. He's got a smile on his face, though. All right, stay with us. We're coming right back here on The Ref. Okay, welcome back. Steel Man and Thune at noon, brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Also this hour, they'll do great heating and air work for you, 405-579-3113, 405-579-3113. Gary Cavins is going to join us this segment because he's got to get out and get out there and help some people. So, uh, Gary, thanks for dropping by. You were just out there. Today we're talking about pipes, you know, bursting, water damage possibly. You're helping out some business owners around the area too uh, with your salt crews. What's going on today? Oh, we're busy. We're busy. We're uh, out salting some of the businesses and uh, that are our clients, our Cavens Maintenance clients, and uh, taking care of them, getting all the ice melted off and their sidewalks cleared for their customers and their patrons. And uh, so we're out doing that. And then we have our uh, water extraction structural drying teams on standby, just waiting for the calls to come out there and help out as needed. If you have a pipe burst or uh, flooding your business or your home, give us a call. The professionals at Cavens Environmental will come out. They'll take care of you. They'll get the water extracted. They'll get it structural dried, and they'll take care of all your needs as far as uh, water mitigation and structural drying. They are top-notch and well-trained. They know what they're doing. All you got to do is Google Cavens Construction 
com or call 405-573-3048. We're talking Tulsa, Ardmore, Norman, uh, Purcell, Moore, Edmond, wherever you're at and you need help, give us a call. Yeah, you know, in sports, we are in the age of specialization. Particularly, you look at a sport like baseball. You get your long reliever, your middle reliever, your short reliever. You've got your utility guys. You know, all these, and we have it, you know, in basketball now and all these other sports where, you know, you really, if unless you're LeBron James or something, you, you better specialize in something. You know, the great players don't have to worry about that. But it seems like every team has a specialist in some area. And you guys, you have that. For whatever issue comes up, whether it's water, smoke, fire damage, mold removal, going out and, and salting these areas for businesses where people can feel good about their customers coming to the parking lot, not slipping and sliding everywhere, you really have specialists in just about every area, don't you? We do, we do, and we uh, specialize in cross-training our teams and just uh, developing them and uh, to the top tier they can be. Um, you know, we want them to be elite, and we work to train them to be elite, and we purchase the right equipment. Um, you know, we have uh, several water extraction trucks, a lot of structural drying equipment, probably the most in the state of Oklahoma as far as structural drying equipment, and we are ready to respond if you have a broken pipe or a flood from, from this winter storm. Yeah, and it can be, uh, you know, a major, major problem if you're a business owner. You want to, you know, you, you want your doors open, and that's why – they need to be on that phone to you guys as soon as they can. What are some tips for business owners and residential homeowners to do to prevent, you know, these pipes from bursting? What can they do to take some steps to try and help themselves? One thing is you can do is uh, drip, drip your faucets. Open up your cabinets where your faucets are. Uh, make sure your heat is on. If you have a vacant space or a part of the house or a part of the business that you don't use, check on it. Open up a door. Allow heat to get in those areas. Um, you know, that's the big thing. A lot of times we see is the heat's not on, and that's what causes the pipes to break. Or, um, the, you know, the pipes aren't dripping. People, a lot, We'll get a lot of people call with frozen pipes and stuff like that. And, you know, that's there's ways to heat them up but it's just it's a process and it's time so you never you want to make sure and drip your faucets so they don't they don't freeze up and keep that heat on so we have at our place right now we have a guest room guest bedroom that we've got the door shut on we've got the heat on in the house obviously but there's probably no heat getting into that area and part of it's exposed to the outdoors too so we probably need to open up that door now we that's why it's closed. So we probably need to put the puppy gate over there yep. and open up the door to that guest room. That's right. Yes. And get that heat in there and just let it warm it up. And that, that helps prevent, um, you know, and even with all the prevention in the world, you're still going to have some times where it just happens. It's just yeah. part of it. Yeah. So. Okay, so what's uh, what's on the agenda the rest of the day? You're, you've got your uniform on today. A lot of times you've got your business attire on. I can tell when you're doing business in here. Yep. You know, getting contracts and everything ready. I can tell today you're in the game. You're I am in the, in the game. game. They put you the in. Game. You put yourself in the game. I did put myself in the game. I wanted to make sure we had plenty of guys available to help at a moment's notice on the water extraction, sexually and drying. So I went out on the, one of the salt teams, and I'm working with one of the salt teams to uh, get parking lots clear and sidewalks clear for businesses so they can stay open and um, their patrons can be safe. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm kind of like the player coach back in the day. You know, you've had a player coach, Bill Russell of the Celtics. You had a few others. Uh, you know, Gary's the main man here, but he's out here 
helping out, making sure people are safe and getting work done today. Gary, I know you got to head back out. Anything else you want to add before you get out? Got about no, a minute? We're just we're here 24-7. Uh, you know, if you, you'll talk to a live person. If you have any problems tonight in the morning or this afternoon, call 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048. And our, uh, one, Amanda will answer the phone or Kathy, and they'll get you dispatched to either our Tulsa office or to our Oklahoma City office, whoever needs to come out and help you, and we'll get somebody dispatched out to take care of you. So if you have a water emergency, call Cavens. There you go. Gary, thank you. Appreciate it. Be safe out there. Gary Cavins. he's got his games and his game uniform on right now, and he's going back in the game right now. I can hear put me in coach in my headset. So Cavins Construction, check him out online. Also, CavinsGroup.com. That's CavinsGroup.com. All right. The first segment coming up next hour, we're going to get to nothing but your texts. All right. 405 651 3439. That's 405-651-3439. Want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino. Another great promotion coming up in February. Get out there and play with your wild card in February and have a chance to win one of the random seat hot drawings, the uh, random hot seat drawings they're going to have every 30 minutes on Saturday, February 25th out at Riverwind. Two grand prize winners are going to be selected to receive $2,500 in cash. Riverwind Casino, always the best promotions. Check them all out online at riverwind.com. They are simply the best. All right, nothing but your text to start the first segment next hour. Keep it here on the ref. Here we are at Cavens Construction. Red Cavens, we just had Gary on. You need anything done in terms of if you're a business owner and you want to get uh, your parking area salted down to make it safer for customers, give Cavens a call. Norman in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa Stillwater, 918-282-7612. Online, CavensGroup.com. That's Cavens Group, C A. D-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. All right. Jesse Crittenden will join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We will talk about amazing uh, the Saturday experience at Lloydable Center, how unbelievable that was. The Sooner basketball team played out of this world basketball and just delivered a beat down to Alabama. Jesse was there. We'll get his take on that. And Bedlam Wednesday night, talk some Sooner football as well. Got Parker back in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios here on this Monday. Be careful if you're out and about. Easy, you should be fine. Don't be big uh, pickup guy, by the way. Big truck guy. You know who I'm talking about, Parker? I don't look. I don't mind if you have a big truck. It's awesome. I'd like to have a big truck, but don't be big truck guy in this weather. I saw one this morning. I'm gonna show people how it's done on this stuff right here. You know. I'm going to drive 55, just like there's nothing here. Don't be big truck guy. Again, protect yourself and your big truck. Don't endanger others. Jeez, this one dude was flying. I think it was like a 35 zone, and he was going like 55 miles an hour. Big truck guy. You know who I'm talking about, Parker? I know exactly it's like, who you're talking about. It's like, this is why I got and... this big truck, well, yeah, we, and we now I'm going to show it off guy. right now. 
And again, if you have a big truck, that's awesome. Congratulations. Really. But just, you, nobody is watching you go by going, man, did you see that guy in the big truck? That's amazing. They're cursing you and wanting you to wind up in a ditch without bodily harm, but they are cursing you. Yeah, we, what, what me and uh, my circle of friends like to say about big truck guys is big truck guys are always compensating for something. Big truck, small peen. I didn't say it. Small. I cut myself off. All I, that was just like Jackson Oop, Arnold. So just don't be that guy. Just be considerate of others out there. If you drive today, you can drive kind of grandma-ish if you want to, all right? Now, don't drive five miles an hour either because that's the other end of the spectrum. If you're driving, you know, let's say it's a 45-mile-an-hour zone or something, hour, somebody's driving you know, 25 or 30, and all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, you know, what's Myrtle doing here? And they have to hit the brakes. <laughs> Just be sensible. It's always Myrtle. I love That's what I call this. Myrtle. This slow driver is Myrtle. Myrtle, what are you <laughs> doing? an appropriate name for Okay, want to get to the text stereotype. line? Stereotype, Myrtle. It. Yeah, I'm not sure what the guy's name should be, but it's. I always just say, Myrtle, you're in the left lane, you know, and you're going 20 miles below the speed limit. Anyway, all right, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's go there. Mike from Ardmore says, when you go on the Root Canal cruise, get the drink package. Hey. Whatever they can give me, dude, I am going to be hearing, uh, you know, Lucy in the sky with diamonds in my in my head or dark side of the moon. I'm just saying, whatever you can do, knock my booty out, and I'll recover afterwards because I, you know, there's I'm not a guy who's done hallucinogenics or any of that stuff ever. I've, I've had you know my share of beers in the past, and I don't even do that anymore. But in this instance, man, I'm going to become a junkie tomorrow, right before this root canal takes place. I'm going to be Timothy Leary doing an acid trip. Michigan Sooner says, Steely talking about other guys' truck sizes wasn't on my bingo card for topics covered on the show today. But am I right? Everybody knows big truck guy, and big truck guy is fine. You know, if I could buy a big truck, maybe I would. But I'm just saying, don't try and show us your big truck on ice. Nobody cares. Uh, Elsewhere on the text line, folks are pointing out, Steely, Oklahoma got a 2023 commitment since we were last on the air. Taylor Heim. That is correct. The three-star athlete out of Bethany, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. All six foot five, 190 pounds of him. And he is... You know, it, it's it's really kind of cool when you think about it. Kid gets his dream offer, and he gets a signing day all to himself because there's literally no one else signing for that's, OU. That is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. I don't think there's ever been a kid in that situation at OU before that I can remember. Yeah, not not, not that I can recall, and obviously you've no, been good around for like him. I have. But, yeah, no, Taylor Heim, when you watch the tape – when you think about what kind of player he could be at Oklahoma if he works his tail off, which you know he's going to do, 
and if he's developed properly under the guidance of Brent Venables and the staff, I, I tend to believe he'll play the defensive side of the ball rather than the offensive side. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to play linebacker long-term for Oklahoma. But he's one of those guys where you know because he's an Oklahoma kid and this opportunity is all he's ever wanted, he's going to steward it well. Uh, he's not going to get distracted by all the various things that – exist to distract a college kid who's trying to stay on scholarship and trying to make a name for himself on the football field. So I, I'm really excited by this addition because I think in Jacoby Johnson, Eric McCarty, and Taylor Heim, you get a really good three-fold class of guys that are going to represent the OU DNA well within their home state. Yeah, and again, all these uh, PWOs coming in, Brent is casting a wide net there. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a really good idea. And uh, see which one of these kids, maybe a couple pan out and become guys that uh, Drake Stoops, that, you know, comes to mind, right? Turned out to be a heck of a player at OU. And uh, Sooner fans were ecstatic to hear he's coming back for another year. So, you know, some of these kids uh, have a chance to – to pan out and uh, possibly become playmakers at OU. All right, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, (laughs) The amount of texts that we've gotten that read exactly like this. David Stone going to Michigan State? Yeah, we talked about that in the uh, second segment because the minute I saw that that tweet in the edit and the the comment, which I believe in it, I don't have it verbatim, but Michigan State feels like home. I thought, oh, no, here we go. And you think we're in uh, – this is going to be a uh, a nine-inning game for David Stone, right? And you think we're in about uh, maybe the top of the second right now for David Stone? Yeah, well, no, this will be uh, 15. I know I'm using a baseball analogy for football, but – yeah, no, this this thing will be a 15-inning soap opera at this rate. So buckle in, everybody. Just get ready for what's going to be a wild recruitment, as is generally the case with five stars. The ease with which Oklahoma locked down Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabare last year is not exactly par for the course when you're talking about the recruitments of mm-hmm. five-star prospects. Uh, text from the 405. Of the running backs who you say we're leading on, which two do you think we'll get? And again, it's very difficult for me to project right now. I Look, there are probably three or four backs right now in the 2024 class that I would be comfortable putting in Oklahoma crystal balls for right now, if not for the fact that you can't take three or four running backs in this class. So I don't know who's going to pop first, and I think there's going to be a feeding frenzy for that second spot at running back whenever somebody becomes first through the wall to commit to DeMarco Murray. If I'm putting money down right now, I would say the two running backs that Oklahoma gets in the class of 2024 are Caden Durham and James Peoples. That is my call. I also think they get Xavier Robinson – and find a spot for him elsewhere, much like they did with Eric McCarty, because everybody was recruiting Eric McCarty as a running back. The Sooners offered him. It was his dream offer. They said, look, you're not going to play running back, but we want you to be a Sooner. I think they will do the same thing with Xavier Robinson. 
Okay, 405-651-3439. Duke, what's up? Duke the dog is here and just uh, came right up and said hello. What's up, Duke? How you doing? Yeah, we're uh, we're right in the middle of a show. But thank you. The good boy. All right, uh, what else do we have, Parker? Uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army says, I'm not sure I can handle many more Bowen sagas in recruiting, Parker. Listen, if we ever endure anything resembling the Peyton Bowen situation again, I might just get out of the business because that about drove me to the bottle, and I don't even drink, Steely. <laughs> you, were throw, you were tossing the Shirley Temples aside and going for the hard stuff, yes. So I think you did have a bottle of Hennessy in your hand at one time, but you never uh, you never partook in that uh, situation. But that you know, and look, man, I've been around since the uh, the dinosaurs. I can't remember anything as crazy as that. I've talked about the Hartley Dykes deal, but it was nothing like the Peyton Bowling deal. I remember we were in Balfour, and you know, we had the app on, and uh, you know. Peyton Bowen, you know, we went live, Peyton Bowen, and uh, Peyton Bowen picks Oregon. And everybody in there is like, what? Oh, and, you know, and they were just like totally down in the dumps. Remember signing day, instead of uh, being a celebration, and particularly because of the Peyton Bowen deal, it turned down to like a Debbie Downer day for OU fans until, you know, the, uh, the eventual, you know, wait a minute, they don't have it, and then, one of the guys right on top of it that, look, it's going to happen. Peyton Bowen's going to sign with Oklahoma today. That that was the craziest thing in recruiting that I've seen. Yeah, it's one of those situations where even though I've only been covering recruiting for a few years now, Steely, uh, I, I, I just kind of get the sense, and I think a lot of people get the sense, that we will never witness another situation like that one. That was truly one of a kind. And fortunately – Oklahoma came out on the victorious end because if they hadn't, then it's one that we would remember yeah. for all of the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, we got a break right here. I'm here at Cabin's Construction and uh, going to be here again until 2 o'clock until we get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas. Good to have you along in this Monday. Be careful if you're out there driving around. If you take it slow and, you know, respect everybody else on the road, you should be fine. Just be careful out there and look out for the other guy. All right. Here in uh, Norman, you can get uh, Cavens helping you out by calling 405-573-3048. Tulsa Stillwater, 918-282-7612. And online at com. We'll be right back. Steely here at Cabins Construction. It feels like a uh, perfect day to be here at Cabins because people are going to have with uh, pipes bursting today, maybe a little bit of water issues. Certainly don't want to see that, but you know, on a day like this, that's probably going to be the case. We had Gary on earlier, and they'll uh, they'll get you taken care of. They specialize in so many different areas, and believe me, believe me, any uh, water. Uh, issue that you have, pipe bursting, whatever, uh, winter storms response, snow removal. They're out salting uh, parking areas for local businesses as well. They do a little bit of everything, and they do it very well here at Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048, the Norman, Oklahoma City metro area. It's also Stillwater, 918-282-7612. 
and uh, online at cavensgroup.com. That is C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that uh, – did you see a Tattoo Baker's tweet that actually um, three-year letterman bought bought into? No, that I did not It was see the this. Baker Mayfield – when Baker got tackled in uh, in Arkansas, <laughs> and uh, Tattoo Baker put the you know, video of uh, Stetson Bennett running from Dallas police. He was it uh, was it a public intox? Um, yes, it was. Was that the charge with Stetson Bennett? So anyway, he put that out there jokingly, and so many people bought into it, including Three Year Letterman, who's one of the best Twitter follows out there. And uh, three-year letterman was great. He said, like, yeah, when I get caught, I admit it, I got caught. But, um, I mean, people everywhere is like, man, Stetson Bennett needs to get a set of wheels. And, you know, but it was all Tattoo Baker. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, 405-651-3439. Next segment, Riverwind Casino Hotline. We will talk to uh, Norman Transcript Sports Editor, Jesse Crittenden, talk about the Sooners' Bama beatdown over the weekend, look ahead to Bedlam on Wednesday. And, of course, uh, we will also jump into some Sooner football topics as well. But let's hear what you guys have to say. To the text line we go. Santa John says, Parker, is Stacy Gage trending away from OU? Well, it has less to do with that and more to do with the fact that there are so many other backs trending towards OU right now. So it may be the type of situation where – Stacey Gage just doesn't make a decision in time for him to lock down a spot at Oklahoma. Again, I think once the first running back of the class commits for OU, you're going to see the second one commit pretty expediently because there are at least five running backs right now that DeMarco Murray and the Sooners lead for. So when one commits, obviously at that point there's only one spot left. So – I would figure that one or more of those guys are going to jump at the opportunity to be the second guy on board for Oklahoma because they're not going to want to get left out in the cold down the stretch if they end up dragging their feet with a school that they really like and they don't have any options nearly as good as Oklahoma later on in the cycle. Um, wasn't DJ Wolf a running back in high school, asks one listener. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, Lawton, right? DJ Wolf and uh, ended up uh, again. Sometimes you get a great athlete that ends up at another position, right? And uh, you know we've seen that with DJ Graham. DJ Graham recruited as a wide receiver. They say, man, you know this kid could play in the secondary for us. Yeah, goes well. to the secondary. Now he's back at wide receiver. Yeah, well, and the most Go ahead. no, the most conspicuous example in years past is obviously the. Lane Johnson career arc where he comes to Oklahoma after playing quarterback at the junior college level, ends up at defensive end, then at tight end, and then ultimately he's a first-round NFL draft pick at offensive tackle. But Alan Patrick was a guy that came to Oklahoma as a defensive back, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul Thompson, everybody remembers the season that he had at quarterback for Oklahoma after spending the first few years of his collegiate career at wide receiver. So, uh, this would be far from the first instance if you get a guy like Xavier Robinson on campus at OU. Far from the first instance of a guy uh, starting out at one position or having a background at one position and then ultimately ending up playing somewhere else and being a really good player at that particular position. Gabe Eichert, another guy that bounced around a little bit positionally. 
Yeah, Gabe was a, a high school tight end, right? Mm-hmm. And ended up being a, a fantastic center for OU, no doubt. All right, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. I want to thank, by the way, to Seth Wadley, uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. I think my mouth is frozen today as well. Uh, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley, great selection there. Whatever you're looking for, car, truck, SUV, pre-owned vehicle, they've got a great selection and a fantastic guarantee to back it all up. Oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. But let's get back to the text line. Are there any update on the Lebby to Bama rumors? Jeff Lebby will not be the next offensive coordinator at Alabama. No, there is no update save for that, which we have been saying for weeks now. Uh, The new... uh, Oh, my gosh. We literally just got another text about it as I was saying those words. What's the deal with the Lebby to Alabama rumor? That's not a rumor anymore. The new intel today, uh, per reporters on the Alabama end, is that the Crimson Tide are taking a hard look at Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb. So the Tide appear to have their sights set elsewhere, and it has been reported by Alabama insiders at this point that Levy did turn down Nick Saban's advances as Alabama did briefly pursue Levy for their offensive coordinator vacancy. But – We've talked about it extensively over the last couple of weeks. Never really made sense for Jeff Levy to bounce from Oklahoma after just one year, and that will not be happening at this point. Yeah, we thought it, would, it wouldn't it would be a total mule shoe move, but to talk about Oklahoma and coming back and OU DNA and, you know, actually having the OU DNA, not the ridiculous tech DNA that mule shoe had, it would have been a really bad look. Correct. It would have been a really bad look. And moreover, Jeff Levy is a guy that, as an Oklahoma alum, don't really have any doubt that long-term he'd love nothing more than to be the head coach at the University of Oklahoma, right? And if you leave Oklahoma after one year as OC, after recruiting Jackson Arnold, and in the midst of recruiting Michael Hawkins, that's not going to leave the greatest taste in folks' mouth. Um, From the 918, is David Stone the one that threw shade at David Hicks when he went to A&M? Yes, your memory serves you correctly. Yes. That was David Stone. Mm-hmm. What was it? I won't, NIL won't be a factor, basically, is what he said. Yeah, he said I can't be bought, in essence. Um, yeah, yeah. Parker, how tired of you are the Levy question? Come on, folks, he's not leaving. His name isn't Riley. Yes, that is true. Another listener simply says, Michael Hawkins? Question mark? Updates? Well, we talked about it in the first hour, but Oklahoma still leads there. He visited OU this weekend, had a great time at junior day, was the only quarterback on campus, took up the majority of Jeff Lebby's time. Uh, Lebby spent pretty much the entire day with Hawkins. His younger brother Malik was there. He's a defensive back in the class of 2025, definitely a Power 5 prospect. He hit it off with Jay Valai. Malik's going to be back for Oklahoma's 2025 junior day in March. And though Michael Hawkins did visit TCU yesterday, it still looks as though Oklahoma is clearly the front runner in that race and is best positioned to get a commitment from him. Um, Jamal Brown, said somebody on the text line, came in as a defensive lineman and moved to the offensive line, made a lot of money. Yeah, good call. Good call. I can remember Jamal Brown. It was uh, it was the Big 12 championship game against Colorado back in the day at Arrowhead. 
and he blocked a Colorado defensive lineman into, like, the front row of seats over off the sidelines, over in that area, by the retaining wall. He was awesome, no doubt. All right, uh, by the way, we've got Jesse Crittenden coming up on the Riverwind Casino hotline. Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games. They are going through a renovation right now, but you can go out and play every game you're accustomed to playing. You might find a few in other areas, like the Showplace Theater, which is a non-smoking um, area with uh, electronic games now, temporarily, in the Sky Lounge uh, or the Sky Bridge and at the River Lounge. And uh, they still have the same great food over there with the food court, the River Buffet, and Chips and Ales Pub restaurants, and the great promotions like the new Wild Card, which I highly recommend you do at Riverwind. It won't cost you anything, and it will gain you access to some big promotions and big savings. Card. You can earn up to $450 in one day in the new Member 7 program at Riverwind. They've got some great promotions coming up for February, like the 20K Cupid's Mad Dash for cash promotion. Uh, just make sure you get online. They've got some great promotions that they're going to unveil uh, again for February that are going to be spectacular because they always have the best promotions at Riverwind Casino. All right. Thank you, Riverwind. We'll talk to Jesse Crittenden on the Riverwind hotline when we get back. Mike Steely Parker Thune here on a Monday. And uh, we're going to take a short break, come back, talk about the Sooners' big beatdown of Alabama and basketball, and jump into some Sooner football. I'm sorry, folks. I've got this swelling going on with the bad tooth. I, it's bad. I apologize. But Jesse Crittenden is coming up next right here on The Rep. Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcript Sports Editor, joining us here on uh, Steelman and Thune on your Monday. Be careful if you're out and about driving today. Uh, be extra careful out there. Jesse, If you, you really couldn't have scripted anything better for a bounce-back game for Oklahoma, taking down number two Alabama. And you know, Sooner fans, everybody would have thought, man, you just get a win against Alabama, that's huge. But they yeah, beat no- down the number two team in the country. And, Jesse, I don't know if Oklahoma can play any better than that. No, you're absolutely right. And, really, it's not just how much they were struggling. But, I mean, this is the statement win of the Porter-Mosier era. This is – I think this is not only the win, but the performance, I think, was something the program, you know, under Porter-Mosier really, really needed just to have some momentum, just to show that that things are trending in the right direction. And I think the big thing was – was obviously not, I mean, just that they got the win or that they did it in dominating fashion, but it was nothing about it really felt fluky. There were things that they did a little better than they have this season. I thought they played with better pace. Um, they did a little bit better job of rebounding. Also, obviously, Grant Sherfield um, had a much-needed bounce-back game, one of the best performances of his career, but for the most part, it all felt sustainable. And I think it really started with their, their efforts on the defensive end. Uh, that's where I really think um, things went well for them. They held Alabama to under 38% shooting. And, and, and ultimately, I think it's, it's not only something to build on, but I think that's something that, that gives the team confidence and I think gives Porter Moser some confidence moving forward that maybe this, you know, the, the program is trending in the right direction. Well, Jesse, let me ask you then the question that we probably haven't asked enough over the course of the last year and a half. Yes, making the move to the SEC will make life more challenging for the Oklahoma football program. 
does this lend credence to the notion that it's going to make life easier for the basketball program? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I think I think one of the things that it really showed is just, I mean, kind of the difference between the Big 12 and and the rest of the, the Power 5 conferences in college basketball. I mean, there really is. And it's not just, I mean, every conference has elite players and athleticism and all that stuff, but it's the physicality of the Big 12. And, and Porter Moser's talked about it a lot, and I think we're, we really are starting to see that difference. That, I mean, you just get beat up playing in the Big 12 every game. The, the, the conference is really good top to bottom. And OU, is, the, the basketball program has had a lot of success against the SEC in, in recent years. Uh, I think they've won more than 80% of their games in the last 14 matchups against the SEC. And I think, that's, I think that comes from, you know, being, you know, going through kind of the trauma of playing the Big 12 schedule. But, I mean, SEC is just a different brand of basketball. And I do think that while, I mean, the SEC has – a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed, and of course there's some elite talent, but it's it's just not quite the grind that the Big 12 is. And I do think, especially for, uh, going off this game from Saturday, I think there is reason to think that, that going to the SEC will help things a little bit in terms of, of being competitive. Big 12 went 7-3 uh, and three in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and really it was uh, TCU and Iowa State who let the league down. I mean, it could have been like 9-1. and one. Now, Texas, Tennessee, that's a tough one. Uh, in Starkville, Iowa State to lose to Missouri was disappointing. But, again, overall the league goes 7-3 and three in those matchups against the SEC. That game, I, I know we talk about Grant Sherfield. When he plays well, Oklahoma has a chance to win You know, every game. But how about the job that Jalen Hill did on both ends of the floor? Uh, that was just that was like his magnum opus masterpiece performance. Yeah, and I think that's I think I mean it was probably his his maybe his best performance of his career. But but really, it's it's kind of the culmination of how things have been trending for him the last few weeks. Um, I actually asked Porter uh, before the game uh, on Saturday. I you know obviously that the loss against CC was bad in every account but Jalen Hill was kind of the one person again that had a good game and he's really been solid during conference play he's been OU's second leading scorer he's averaging over 13 points a game and I asked Porter I mean is he kind of been the has he provided some stability is he kind of a guy that the team should rely on and he said absolutely he's been the most consistent player um, on the team and to get out of these struggles everybody needs to follow him and then for him to have that kind of performance I think shows uh, obviously the 26 points but it's but I mean it's his work on uh, on Brandon Miller on the other side for Alabama I mean it, it, he put a two-way performance up that was really dominant and again yeah Grant Sherfield is kind of the engine of the offense but Jalen Hills played the most minutes he guards the best guy on defense and he's really starting to put in his work on offense and I think ultimately it's that kind of performance that I think has generated some excitement again for the basketball team. I think that's been lacking a little bit, you know, over the last few weeks. But I think there's there's some real excitement back in uh, from the fans in terms of supporting the program. Okay, Jesse, in your evaluation, project out the final month of the regular season and through the end of the Big Twelve tournament. Is Oklahoma the tournament team? Do they make the field of sixty-eight? Why or why not? I've always said, I mean, starting, I mean, even in the preseason, I think it's a disappointment if the team doesn't make doesn't make the tournament, even as a lower seed. I do. I think, I think the talent is there. I think, uh, you know, obviously there, there, it's a really tough 
thing to get through the rest of the Big 12 Conference. And, hey, I mean, one win against Alabama, it was a great win. But, it, I mean, there's still things. It's There's a long ways to go. They've still got uh, several games they got to win. That, that Bama win boosts them, but they, they're not going to be able to get by on that alone. So I think they are going to have to win a couple, at least a couple more really marquee games, probably a couple of games on the road. But I do think there is such thing as, as momentum and um, an energy that can kind of come from a performance and a win like OU had on Saturday. And I think they, I mean, Porter alluded to it after the game. I think they just needed to see, I mean, they just needed to see their efforts rewarded and, and maybe a belief that they really can compete, especially after so many close losses. So I think it is, I mean, it's going to be hard. There's still, I mean, half the conference schedule uh, left to go. But I, I think, I think this win, I think we're going to look back on that win against Alabama as a catalyst for them. And I do think they find a way to get in the tournament. I, I really think it would be disappointing if they didn't make it. Jesse Crittenden, our guest on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Before we let you go, it won't be long before spring football is here. It's uh, it's only a matter of time. What's the number one storyline to you, Jesse, heading into spring for OU? Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to look at, but for me, I think it's it's hard to ignore. Uh, how does Jackson Arnold look on the field? I mean, obviously, everything points to. Uh, to Dylan Gabriel being the starting quarterback next year, just with his experience and uh, you know some of the some of the glimpses he showed this last season. But I think that's going to be the main thing. Is I mean, Jackson Arnold is uh, obviously such a, a highly was such a highly recruited, very talented player coming out of high school. Uh, remained committed to OU during the very end. Jeff Levy alluded to him as you know he's going to be the face of, of Oklahoma football at some point. And, you know, spring game is obviously going to be the, the first real look, you know, at, at him on the field. And obviously it's a glorified scrimmage and everybody's going to get uh, reps and all those things. But I think that's going to be, you know, the excitement is to see him on the field throwing to maybe some of these other talented young guys they're bringing in, uh, playing against some of the talented, uh, you know, defensive prospects they're bringing in. I, so I think obviously the, the whole class, the 2023 class they're bringing in as a whole, I think it's going to be exciting to watch, but I think it starts with, with Jackson Arnold seeing uh, how he looks on the field. Jesse, we appreciate your time, my man. Thank you very much. We will talk to you again soon. I appreciate it. appreciate you guys having me on. Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcripts, Sports on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, let's get to your texts. Uh also, interesting uh, comments Saturday from uh, Jed, Jeff Goodman um, talking about Porter Moser and the possibility of Notre Dame. He was on uh, the pregame with Tyler McComas. We'll play that for you, get to as many of your texts as we can on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I am ready to get through this root canal tomorrow, so I won't have to be heavily medicated anymore because I feel like I've been like, eh, who am I? Why am I here? But after cruising the root canal tomorrow, hopefully I might return to some normalcy. Maybe. Stay with us.
Back with you here at Cabins Construction. You have issues. You have maybe a, a, a water issue, you know, fire damage, something like that, some kind of emergency. Cabins Construction is your one-stop shop. Give them a call. They will get it taken care of for you. Cavins Construction is the best. Cavins Construction, again, 405-573-3048. Tulsa Stillwater, 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612. Gary and his crews are out helping uh, a lot of people, local businesses, uh, you know, with the uh, salting down their uh, – you know, their parking areas so they can make sure and get people in without them slipping and sliding, trying to get through the doorway. They're out doing a lot of work. And uh, Cavins, again, if you have a uh, a pipe that bursts and you have some water damage, you need to give Cavins a call, 405-573-3048. Uh, again, in the Oklahoma City metro area, Tulsa Stillwater, 918-282-7612. Online at CavinsGroup.com. That is C-A-V-I-N-S, CavinsGroup.com. Parker, you want to uh, close out with some more texts? Brent from Jenks wants to know, Steely's thoughts on Big Jeep Guy. Big Jeep Guy, as, as you know, Big Jeep Guy is fine, too, as long as Big Jeep Guy is following the rules. You know, you don't have to show off on the ice. Nobody should be doing that. Like I said, Big you know what's amazing is it seems like when you see the big truck guy flying by at like 65, there's a gun on that stuff right here in my truck. Usually a couple miles down the road, big truck guy hopefully is okay, but many times is in a ditch. Big Jeep guy, the, the same principle applies. That's all I'm saying. Just look out for everybody else. Nobody's going to look at you and go, man, that truck, I'm telling you, man. I wish I could drive 70 on the ice. That's amazing. Nobody says that. They're cursing you. Even people who don't curse are cursing you. Okay, 405-651-3439. Oh, boy, this listener in the 806 is trying to plunge us into misery. He says, now that the Levy to Bama rumors are going away, get ready for the Levy to Georgia rumors. If Munkin ends up with the Ravens, it's going to be worse than the Bama rumors. I'm sure his name will pop up, yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know, you you just have to deal with this a lot, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, I think his name will be mentioned. Much like Nick Saban in Alabama, though, it, it, Kirby Saban and Georgia football do not strike me as the type of program that's trying to build an offensive identity around the type of style that Jeff Levy champions and espouses. Moreover... If you think about what Jeff Levy's trying to accomplish as an offensive coordinator in order to put himself in the mix for some high-end Power 5 head coaching jobs, Oklahoma's a way better spot to make that stuff happen than Georgia. Georgia has never been a – well, how do I say this in fairness? They've never been an elite offensive program. Now, at times, their offense has been good. At times, I would say their offense has even been great. They just scored 65 points in the national championship game, for goodness sake. But still, Oklahoma, the types of athletes that you're able to recruit to the offensive side of the ball at Oklahoma, based on pedigree, 
and based on reputation are far more uh well what's the, well oh there's duke i hear duke steely yeah duke is somebody i think the ups guy showed up he's just protecting the uh, protecting the place yeah but again i don't think georgia has ever had a 1000 yard receiver in program <laughs> history which is pretty astonishing who's their best quarterback in the history of the program maybe matthew stafford you can make that argument which I mean, yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he's yeah. had a nice career in the NFL. But with Georgia, it's always been about the run game. That's always where their offensive identity yeah. has lain when you think about guys like Oh, he's barking Nick at T.J. Perry, and, by the way. It's That's how Duke is barking at T.J. Uh, you're right, and I would say, yeah, it's got to be Stafford. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Fran Tarkinson back in the day was a Georgia guy uh, before they won – their 1980 national championship was uh, Buck Ballou, I believe, was the quarterback on that Herschel Walker team. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It, they have been winning with a lot of defense and good offense, you know, don't get me wrong, but they've been winning a lot with that defense, right? So I'm with you. I'm not sure that Levy, again, is the the route they would want to go to structure. You know, their offense has been working. Uh, on the text line for the 918, according to Teddy and Gabe, Levy already told Georgia, Bama, and TCU no. Well, great. Hopefully then the Georgia rumors won't crop up again. But, yeah, Jeff Levy has said no to a lot of jobs this offseason, not just offensive coordinator positions, but head coaching positions, which would lead you to believe he's not looking to go anywhere in 2023. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I think that uh, he and he's bought in with Brent right now and trying to get Oklahoma, you know, ready to go to the SEC. I think that's his mission right now. And I think, you know, I I, I just think he is is going to be aligned with Brent for a while until maybe he gets a, a head coaching opportunity somewhere. And he will get a head coaching opportunity. Like, that's what people need to understand. Jeff Lebby's not going to be around forever at Oklahoma as offensive coordinator. It is a quickly ticking clock. I would figure if you get four years out of Lebby, uh, that's probably more than what you're counting on. Four years would be great if that's what you could milk out of one of the most highly regarded offensive coordinators in college football. Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. And, uh, again, I, I think I, I know – People look at the 6-7 and seven record, and uh, they think, well, you know, it's not like he hit it out of the park, but I think their problems were more defensive than offensive. And not that they were anywhere close to perfect offensively, but I still think Jeff Levy uh, did a nice job. So you time for one more? Yeah, we can get to one more. Uh, Ronnie Crimson wants to, know, wants to know, after this weekend, where do things stand with Oklahoma and Zadavian Sims? Uh I think Oklahoma leads for Sedavian Sims. I've felt that way for a while, and we talked about it very much in line with the David Stone conversation. I remember talking about this uh, regarding Sedavian Sims a couple months back when there was all that buzz for Michigan State. Regardless of how much buzz there was for Michigan State in that recruitment, just with knowledge of Zadavian Sims' family dynamic and his desire to stay close to home, it didn't really seem like Michigan State was going to be able to sustain that momentum in the long term. So I still feel good about where Oklahoma stands in that particular recruitment. 
Okay, everybody, we appreciate your text today. I want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino, of course, and want to thank the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for sponsoring our second hour. And everybody here at Cavens, Gary was on with us. They'll do a great job for you. Amanda, the whole crew out here, uh, Chris, they're spectacular. Cavensgroup.com online. Tomorrow, my crew's down the root canal, and hopefully I'll be off medication by Wednesday and be a normal human again. If that's possible. I'm not sure if it is possible, but I'm going to try. We'll see you, Parker. Have a great Monday.